And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. When the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship that he had sent the disciples on, I'm reading the 14th chapter of Matthew. I'm now in verse number 24. But the ship and where the disciples were in was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. I want you to pay attention to this. Sometimes we read the Bible like a like a fairy tale book, and we don't even get this. I want you to get the picture. The ship is in the middle of the sea. The sea is in the midst of a storm. The wind is contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, in the darkest part of night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. In the midst of a storm, when the wind is contrary, in the darkest part of the night, he is walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. That puts it very kindly. They were more than likely freaked out of their ever-loving mind. You think about it. People want to talk about angels and seeing angels. and I don't know if you've ever been in a dark church in the middle of the night praying and walking the aisles I'm going to tell you something the last thing I want to do is see anything just being honest with you being honest with you <laughs> if angels come turn them lights on and come in here with a badge say, relax chill out I'm an angel everything's cool hello some of us, we're, we're big and brave, and oh, oh God, send angels to my room tonight and talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can't handle the preacher. How in the world are we going to handle angels? And they were troubled. Yeah, they were troubled. Saying, it is a spirit. It was a spirit, the Holy Spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. Right, You've got to get this picture in your mind, y'all. They're sinking. They're in the midst of a storm, lightning and thundering and waves and rolling deck of a ship. They're scared. They're, they're soaked. They're paranoid. It's black. And then something's out there walking on the waves. They're spooked. And then here comes the Lord saying, hey, brother, chill out. That's how we talk today. Relax. Be cool. Peace. Be of good cheer. It's I. Don't be afraid. And, and, and Peter answered, oh, thank God for Peter. Tempetuous, old, brave, rough, crude Peter. Answered and said, Lord, if it's really you, if it be thou... Bid me to come unto thee on the water. And all the Lord said was, come. Didn't send a helicopter. Didn't send a boat. Didn't send a legion of angels to help him. All, all God said was, well, come. 
And when Peter was come down, I want you to get these words. I'm going to preach about this. When he was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I want to preach to you tonight for the next few moments on the step that takes you overboard. The step that takes you overboard. And before we pray, I want to, I'm here to tell you something tonight, church. We've, we've talked about revival, and I'm here to tell you something. We're having revival. Revival does not start and stop with an evangelist. It starts and stops with people. And this church is a revival church. This church is in revival. But I'm here to tell you something. If we're going to walk on water, we cannot do it inside the boat. So before you sit back there and cock your little eyebrows at me for what I'm going to preach to you tonight, I'm here to tell you, you'll never feel water beneath your feet if your life living for God is just anchored somewhere on a bench. You're going to have to learn to take a step. That's going to get you overboard. It's going to get you a little bit fanatical. That's where you're going to live in the Holy Ghost. Woo! Somebody ought to help me worship God here tonight. Jesus, I love you. I want you to talk to our hearts tonight. Talk to this church. Amen. I kind of feel one of them kind of spirits moving in my soul tonight. Praise God. Amen. If you came expecting to have some kind of orthodox service, you are in trouble. Be seated. God always, always, He never fails to react to faith. I may say some things right now that you may not agree with, but if you don't agree with this, I, I just have to let you know you're wrong. You don't have to have the Holy Ghost to have faith. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. Faith is not the possession of just Pentecostal ladies with hair piled on top of their heads. Nor is it just the possession of apostolic men with men's haircuts. Nor is it just the possession of churches with apostolic or Pentecostal or Jesus name or one God on their marquee. But the Bible teaches us to every man, every man is given the measure of faith. The scripture goes on and says, What saith it? The word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. I want to preach to you tonight that some of the strongest examples of faith that I have ever seen has come from the hearts of people that have yet at that moment had never been born again of water and of spirit, but their faith brought them to a place of being born again of the water and of the spirit. It is a tragedy that inside apostolic churches, a message that has to constantly be hammered and constantly be preached is a message that God is trying to get His people to loose their clutches on doubt 
and fear and unbelief. I do not know why it happens, but somehow it happens. And I believe it is because somehow we have begun to walk in the midst of our feelings instead of really walking in faith. And we tend to look at God according to how we feel instead of really looking at Him according to what His Word says. I'm here to preach to you tonight. Whether you know or feel God in this building, there has never been more God here anytime than there is right now. You may not agree with me tonight, but you've got a prerogative to be wrong. There can't ever be any more of God here than there is right now. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible teaches us that in Him there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. We have got to recognize that His Word is forever settled in heaven. There is no such thing as a Sunday God and a Wednesday God or a Thursday or a Tuesday God. There is no difference between the power of the Holy Ghost on a Monday morning as there is on a Sunday night. He is the same. He never changes. In Him there is no variableness. If God is here, all of God is here. There can't be half a God, part of God. If God's here, all of God is here. Praise God. Another thing I want to tell you, we use a little phrase in Pentecost and say, oh my God, didn't we have a move of God? Baloney. How can God move? Think about it. Where can he go that he's not right now? How can he go? If he's omniscient, omnipresent. If he is everywhere at the same time, how can he move? How's God going to move? Where can he go that he's not? You can, you can fly the fastest rocket and go out there 489 and a half billion trillion 411 light years. He's there. He's there before you left. David said, though I make my bed in hell, he's there. Where can he go? Where can he move? Oh my God, we had to move a God baloney. Uh, nah, 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 nah. I'm here to tell the devil tonight. You don't get me hung up on this bit of well. You had good service because God moved baloney. It was us moving towards him. <laughs> I beg to differ with you tonight. I want to preach when we see and feel and enjoy the glory of God. It's not because there was a move of God. It's not because God changed. It's not because God did anything different. It's because there was a move of our faith toward God. 
I am wanting to preach to you tonight. I don't care where you are. I don't care what is going on. I don't care how dead, how quiet, how boring, how black, how lonely you are. If you will plug into the Holy Ghost, he's there all the same. You can have Sunday night Holy Ghost Monday morning. That's why I'm telling you, there's never been more God in this building than there is right now. You can never get more God in here than is in here right now. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying there needs to be a move and a shaking and an awareness in the hearts of man that if my faith can somehow reach out and just get a hold of God, all of God is here tonight. Hallelujah. And many times some sinners have an easier time having faith in God than some saints do on Wednesday night. I know it. I would too. But they'll just said, I'd rather pray. He's getting in my notes. I'd rather pray for a sinner that needs healing than a saint of God. You know why? Sinners believe. I don't understand it, but wipe that oil, whatever kind of oil that is on my head and pray for me. And the Bible said it healed me. But you know what we teach ourselves in non-faith church services? Well, if it don't happen, I'll just take some Excedrin when I get home. Or Alka-Seltzer Plus, or I can go to the doctor, or I can go to the bone cracker, or get back on my legal drugs. But they are the only two times in the scripture where Jesus said, Great is thy faith was to two Gentile women. Never to a Jew. Pardon me. To two Gentiles. One was a man, one was a woman. One time he said, Great is thy faith to the centurion that just said, Hey, you don't even have to come. Just speak the word. He had a revelation of binding and loosing. He had a revelation of authority. He knew he did not need God physically to walk to his house because God is omniscient. He said, just let God talk. He's there already. The second time was to the little Syrophoenician that, that suffered the abuse of Christ and the disciples when they called her a dog and ignored her. And she said, that's okay, God, go ahead and do, you can call me you anything you want to. But she fell on her knees and worshipped him. He said, never have I seen faith so great in all of Israel. I'm here to preach to you tonight. We as apostolics better get a hold of ourselves and knock this, this, this uh, preferential daytime service out of our spirit and get an understanding. Sunday night ain't no different than Monday night. What's different is our attitude and our approach and our desire and our consecration and our servitude unto the King of glory. I'm here to preach to you tonight. I feel like having revival on Wednesday night. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. I feel like God wants to do something tonight. God's still the same. Amen. He's never changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did the Bible said? These signs shall follow them that are preachers. These signs shall follow them that have cards in their pocket that say they belong to the You Punch Em Charlie International. No. These signs shall follow them that wear 
you know, a clerical collar backwards. No. These signs shall follow them that wear wingtip shoes and know how to tie a knot in a tie and, 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 and whatever. We believe it. Don't, don't sit there and just laugh at me. You believe it. Or you'd get involved in laying hands on people. I'm, I want to preach to you tonight. It is baloney to think that only the preacher can cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, and pray people through to the Holy Ghost. It is baloney. Your faith is in a man instead of God. I'm here to preach to you tonight. It shouldn't just be the preacher that lays hands. The Bible said, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall cast out devils. I'm here to preach to you tonight, church. We're going to have to rethink some of our thinking. Brother Elder, you're still my pastor. If I get out of the book, get me back in it, but I'm in the book. I'm in the book. These signs shall follow them, what? That believe. We're filled with too much thinking, thinking. Can you be a lame man? I don't want to embarrass you. Can you be a lame man? Get up there and get lame. You're just lame right there. It won't be too hard. Just get lame. Lame man, gate beautiful. You remember the story? Get lame. You're begging. There you go. There you go. Alms. Lame man begging. Alms. Looks like a good preacher. There you go. Alms. Bible said, here come a couple preachers on the way to the temple to pray. Here they are. The only problem, it's Monday. Huh. Come on, brother. Come, come help me, brother. Come here, brother Bill. You got to help me. You guys are going to be them preachers on the way to the temple. Come, come back here. You guys are bragging and talking about how big and powerful God is and what you're going to do when you get to the temple and all that. Huh? Yeah, 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 man. We had, oh, what a move of God, baloney. And, and, and they come to the gate beautiful. Can, can, please get this tonight. Please, if, if there's anything you get, I want you to get this tonight. Let me tell you what we are guilty of, Pentecost. This is how come our world still lays lame at the gate. Looking on them, expecting to receive something. You know what we do? Oh, hang on, dude. Hey, the guy's lame. He's We got to go find Brother Elther. Hang on, hang on. Stay there, die, do whatever you got to do, but we got to go find the preacher because we're, you know, we're just saints. 
I'm sorry, buddy. If you'd have got us yesterday, we could have taken you to church, but it's Monday night. I mean, come on. We got to pay bills tonight. You know, you can't have Holy Ghost Monday night. There ain't even nobody down at the church. So hang on. Keep jiggling the cup, and maybe maybe we'll catch you on the weekend. I, we can't take you Tuesday and Thursday because it's kind of boring and quiet and, you know, and on and on and on. But we got Sunday night, though, man. If we can get that choir, if we can get them wound up, and, and we can get old Brother Bill to kicking and everything, then maybe we can work God down in this place. Hang in there and beg, Bubba. You're doing a good job. Keep it up. You're looking good, too, guy. I like it. Huh? Keep on begging. But I'm telling you, if I can get... Man, come on. we got to find Brother Elder. Man, somebody's got to pray. My God. And walk. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you. We defer too much stuff. We walk past miracle after miracle. We step over revival, over revival, over revival, saying, my God, I can't do it. I can't do it. These signs shall follow them that believe. It's time you start believing God. It's time you believe. I've got the Holy Ghost in me. I am a child of God. The Spirit of God flows in my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How are they going to walk except you say, such as I have, I give it to you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. I'm going to preach tonight. There is a step that an apostolic church needs to take. There is a step we here at Hutch need to take. There is a change in our attitude that needs to take place. There is a change in our eyesight, in our vision, in our burden, in our desire, in our intensity that needs to change. Well, the elder does not have enough hands to lay on people of this city. He's only one man. You may disagree with this, but you've got the prerogative to be wrong. I feel like Rush Limbaugh right now. We're on the cutting edge of theological evolution here tonight. It is time tonight. We start understanding. If we're going to have revival, we've got to do more than just blow our mouth off about it when we're all running. It's time to start doing more than just talking tough and talking, talking trash and, and walking high and walking tall. It's time some of us break out of our little corner and get out of the little comfortableness of our, of our own little boat that we got here and say, well, we're a comfortable little family. Hey, friend, you may be comfortable, but this world's going to hell. This city's going to hell. We can't reach them in this little boat. We're going to have to get out of this thing and get outside of these walls. What's going on inside these walls? And let this city know if you want to be saved uh, I'm going to pray for you right now and you're going to talk in tongues oh hallelujah I know what I am talking about friend you know the Bible says actions speak louder than words or, not the Bible but there's a phrase that says actions speak louder than words I wish it was in the Bible. Well, it, it kind of is in the Bible. The Bible says, says, don't be just a hearer of the word, be a doer also. For if you, if you see yourself in the mirror, 
You're, you're like a man that sees himself in a, nat- in a natural glass. And he goeth away and straightway forgetteth who he was. We come in here and blow on the mirror and get it all fogged up and seeing, looking at halos when it's really not a halo, it's just a bunch of steam. I still love everybody in this church. I love everyone. I ain't mad at nobody but the devil. But I'm here to tell you, it's, it's time. We talk about wanting the miracles. I want them, but my God, it ain't going to happen if we stay rooted on the pew. We're not going to walk on water staying in the boat. We're not going to raise the dead if nobody dies. We're not going to see miracles unless we expect them to happen. We're not going to see lame men walk unless we get out of our little comfortable confines and say, hey, buddy, I ain't a preacher. I ain't the son of a preacher. I ain't a prophet. I ain't the son of a prophet, but I am a child of God, and I do have healing that's flowing inside of my life right now in the name of Jesus get up from there boy and walk Uh, it's kind of radical well walking on water seems kind of radical to me getting boys out of the grave and saying loose him and let him go sounds kind of radical to me I wonder if we would really be comfortable with a radical Christ in our midst I wonder if we would be comfortable tonight if he was here who sat with sinners who would rather fellowship with a lost than a saint of God who would rather eat a meal with a sinner than with a gossiping child of somebody who would rather be seen on the wrong side of town than trying to make sure that everybody else likes him I'm here to tell you something tonight church the biggest problem with Pentecost is we are so self-absorbed we're so full of ourself our affluence is killing us my God strip us get us to the core of what living for God is all about let us walk around this city uh, with a zeal of the Holy Ghost, uh, a burning in our spirit, saying, my God, if you want to live for God, I'm here to help you right now. Live for God. Some of y'all are being good nodheads tonight. Come on. Actions speak louder than words. What are you preaching about? I'm preaching about getting a little bit wild in Hutchison. I'm saying it's time that we let this city know who we are. Hey, visitors, I'm here to tell you, we are not a normal church. We are not a denomination. Our dogma does not come from man. This is a one God apostolic, tongue-talking, holy roller church. We believe in God. We believe in the miracles of God. We believe in talking in tongues. We're not charismatic. We're apostolic. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you what America needs is not organized religion. It needs churches that are set on fire with the power of the Holy Ghost that will shake our world. Well, you can't legislate this stuff. I know that, but you don't have to legislate nothing once dead start living and lame start walking. give you a little Bible study. I want you to go to the book of Mark. Not right now. Do this tonight or tomorrow. You go to the book of Mark. And you find in the book of Mark, I believe it's in the 12th chapter, where Christ came back to Capernaum. The Bible said that, that certain chief priests sought to kill Lazarus. Because 
The, pe- the, the scripture goes on to say, the people came not to see Christ, but that they might see Lazarus, whom had been raised from the dead. And certain chief priests sought to kill Lazarus because that by him many went on to believe in Jesus. The chief priests, they tried to reason away Christ. They tried to defame him. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? He's just an illegitimate son of Joseph and Mary. And on 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 and on. They, they did everything they could to discourage him. But what in God's name could they say to a world that saw Lazarus buried, saw him wrapped, saw him planted, and now sees him living and walking and breathing and eating and sleeping in front of him? There was nothing that they could say. What are you preaching, preacher? I'm preaching if we could somehow begin to really have some of this stuff uh, that we talk about. uh, If we could start walking in the Spirit like we talk about. uh, If we could start acting in the Holy Ghost uh, like we talk about. uh, Our world wouldn't care what in God's name they preach. uh, They just want to go to the church uh, where the blind see, the lame hawk, uh, where addicts are delivered, where alcoholics are delivered. I'm here to tell you tonight, our world yearns to see the visible image uh, of the power of the Holy Ghost flowing in the church and I want to tell you they don't care what you call it well my God here I am who are you mad at I'm mad at the devil I'm mad at doubt and fear and unbelief I'm mad at every spirit that's told us we're some stepchild. I'm mad at every attitude that said you're just a little old church on the other side of the tracks. I'm mad at the attitude that's put the church on the defensive. My God, we ain't on the defensive of nothing. We're on the offensive. I don't have nothing to defend. I've got everything to conquer. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Let's strengthen us me. It's time we get our heads up and realize I am an ambassador. I am an heir with him. Oh, hallelujah. I'm a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. I might just preach all night. Oh God, I just lost a chunk of y'all. Take some no-dos or something. Because you'll eat your sleeping pills when you get home anyhow. That ain't of God. He has given us perfect peace. He's the Prince of Peace. He said, this is the rest wherewith the weary are made to rest. And this is the refreshing. If you can't rest, you need a, you need a double dip of the Holy Ghost. If your nerves are in a big old wad, you need the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you're walking a tightrope between sanity and insanity, all you need is the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you tonight, friend. Oh, my God. All we need to do is get back to the basics. We need a rebaptism of an old apostolic faith. We need to get back to the place where people used to live for God and walk with God and the miracles of God. We're saying, let's lift our hands and love the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, somebody help me love him. It's in the first Corinthians chapter number two. Let me read to you the attitude of Paul, the radical jailbreaker. 
going to get a little bit too wild here tonight for us, preacher. I'm sorry, then you're in the wrong church. He, he broke jail. He didn't just get out. Every, he took everybody out with him and baptized them. He said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. Oh, God. Our pastor has eight degrees. Well, a thermometer has more than that. Yeah, but can he speak Greek? Can I read his exegesis? How deep is he in theology? A lot deeper than old Paul. Paul couldn't do all of that, but he, he was just, he was simple. All he could do was pray and shake heaven and hell. He didn't have degrees, but when he walked in the city, the council said, my God, these that turned the world upside down, they're here, here in our midst right now. He didn't graduate from Harvard, but God himself wouldn't let him rot in a jail. God just kicked the corner of the house, and the thing bust open, and Paul was back out there preaching. I'm preaching to you tonight, church. We better be willing to take a step that's going to get us a little bit overboard if we're going to see the glory and the power and the demonstration of the Spirit like God really wants us to see it. He said, Brother, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Preacher, I don't like this kind of preaching. You're, you know, you've got the wrong em emphasis on the wrong syllabus. You're not conjugating your verbs just correctly. You don't have the right sentence structure. Your, gram your grammar is kind of butchered. Sorry, I'm not a grammarian. This is not a lesson in homiletics. This is not a eulogy. It's not an exegesis. I'm just preaching. Ha! When you preach, you can say ain't and done it and all of that. Ha! Hallelujah. Paul said, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. It wasn't like this, this uh, poem that was read at the inauguration of Bill Clinton about a rock and a tree and a river. But my God, where are we? What's happening? Somebody fell out of the tree, hit the rock and drowned in the river. Paul said, my, my, my speech and my preaching, it was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but what? In demonstration of the Spirit and of power. What are you preaching? 
I'm preaching, if we're going to preach about the power of God, it better be more than a bunch of words. It better be more than a bunch of flowery speech. The power of God needs to be here. The demonstration of the Holy Ghost needs to be here. We need to feel the shaking and the glory and the power of the liberty of the Holy Ghost that God's want to break in on us. But my God, we got to shake ourselves and reach after the things of God and step out of the little confines of our little ship and say, God, if it's you, bid me come unto you. I don't want to walk normally. I want to go to you on the water. Paul said, I did not come on the arm of man because I didn't want your faith to stand on the wisdom of man, but rather in the power of God. Read for me from the writings of Peter. Listen to this preacher. He said, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. How many of us tonight could stand? Don't do it. I don't want us to get embarrassed. But how many of us could stand tonight and say, I'm an eyewitness of a miracle? I'm an eyewitness of His majesty. There's so much historical preaching in our churches that it makes me want to gag. I hear preaching about Rush Arbor and old time Pentecost. And I sit on the pew and I say, my God, something's happened. Preach about them. Have to carry them home. Couldn't even talk English. Spoke in tongues for days. Power of God slew the whole church. And they laid in the Holy Ghost for hours. You can literally see the power. Paul said, hey brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with cunningly devised fables. But I was an eyewitness of the majesty of God. I'm here to preach to you tonight. If Hutchinson needs anything, they need to walk inside this church and see the visible power and the effects of the glory of God moving and flowing in our hearts. That's why it's not going to happen if we sit rooted on a pew like a hoot owl in a tree. Something's got to be in our heart. There's got to be a reaching. There's got to be a yearning. There's got to be a stretching that my God, my faith has got to reach out and touch you now. Before we run our mouth about the Catholic. At least they can feel beads. They can see a statue. They can hear from a priest. Why does it get such press in our, press in our world? So-and-so saw, saw a vision of the Virgin Mary of Guadalupe out there in a tater field. And the, and the world flocks to it and impresses there. And some shrouds bleeding. Some statues weeping tears. And it's in the papers and over the radio. And people flock. I'll tell you why. It's because our world is starving to death to see something, to feel something. They're sick and tired of going to dead church. 
They're sick and tired of hearing dead preachers. They're sick and tired of singing the same old songs and nothing's ever happened. My God, they'll go to a tater patch if they can think they're going to see something. How much more are they going to walk through these doors if we can get the news out? The healer's in the house even on Wednesday night. The Savior's here and they walked in here and some of us act like we got something. Come on, y'all. I want to be an eyewitness of his majesty. I want to taste the honey in the rock. I want to put my hands around him. I want to reach up and feel the power and the glory. But it's not going to happen unless I shake myself and say, God, if it's you, let me off this pew. I'm coming to you. I'm going to walk in the Holy Ghost. And God tonight in this building is calling to some people and telling you to come. I think some disorder is in order in the house of God. I think we need some more holy interruptions. Oh, I feel God here. I'm telling you, I feel God wanting to break in on us tonight. I do. I've wrestled with this. I've wrestled with this. This is what I've been trying to preach for three or four services. Amen. God's wanting this church to know, hey, you're going to have revival, but you're not going to have it sitting down on your hands. It's not going to happen inside these walls. These walls ain't big enough for the revival that God wants to give this church. It can't happen just on these pews. It can't happen just at these altars. Something's got to bust. Something's got to break in our heart. Something's got to erupt where we say, my God, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how they look at me. I just got to walk in the Holy Ghost. I just got to talk in the Holy Ghost. I just got to live in the Spirit. And God tonight is saying, Come, come, come. The water's fine. Let's love Him. Let's love Him. Let's love Him. Let's love Him. Oh, let's love Him. You can't find a situation that would be any more devoid of faith than the situation I'm reading to you in 14 of Matthew. I'm going to tell you something. It don't take an ounce of faith to run these aisles on Sunday night when everybody's juking and rolling and snotting and crying and jerking. It don't, it don't. In fact, sometimes you've got to run to keep them getting run over like salmon going upstream you, you just get caught and it's run or get run on I've seen some people they had to pray through in self-defense come on come on come on pins flying out of their pockets hello I don't take faith it don't take faith when you got 40 people in the altar seeking the Holy Ghost and say oh my god we're gonna have revival it don't take faith. That takes sense. That ain't, that ain't faith. When you get all excited when the sinners start come streaming in the door. Oh, my God. We're, I'm, whoo, whoo, I'm going to testify tonight. Man, my God. I think I'm going to have revival. I feel revival, Brother Elder. That ain't faith. That's reaction.
faith is when ain't nobody doing nothing. And it's dead as a funeral in here. And there's empty pews like there are right now. And there's not a visitor in the house. And Brother Elder is in a, in a Bible study and he's going on his third hour. Ain't nobody doing nothing. Faith is when you say, Brother Elder, I can't stand it no longer. I just got to testify. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, God's been talking to me. My God, there's people here that's on their way. We're in the middle of revival and everybody looks around you like you're an idiot. What kind of tree did he fall out of? What kind of tree did she fall out of? Wonder what's wrong with him? Dead as a hammer, and you go to worshiping and shouting and loving God, and everybody turns to stare like, like you've got, you know, AIDS or something. Wonder what got into him. You ever heard of the Holy Ghost? Faith, friend, is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That's why I'm here to tell you tonight. I feel revival in my spirit. These aren't empty pews. They're reserved. There's people coming going to sit on them. Some people want to look at who's not here. I want to thank God who is here. And thank God for those that are coming. I'm here to tell you, the church ain't going down. It's not in reverse. It's not backing up. It's a victorious church. It's a glorious church. It's a powerful church. And some of you better get a revelation that God's church, it's on the roll, 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 roll. And if you don't get with it, it's going to roll, 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 all behind, beside you. And you're going to sit around and say, my God, I wonder what happened. I don't like this kind of preaching. I don't like your kind of attitude. It ain't conducive to revival. I'm, I'm really, honestly, I'm being kind. I'm, I'm being kind. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, man, this is an awesome service. Some, and, and, it's, and it's about 10 after 9, I know that. Your Metamucil will wait. You're killing the spirit. How can you kill the spirit? We kill the spirit? You're mighty powerful, dude, if you can kill the spirit. How's people going to get the Holy Ghost in a service like this? The same way I got the Holy Ghost. My faith. And obedience to the word. <laughs> now faith 
Not tomorrow faith, not Sunday faith. Not Sunday night faith. You know, you know how we work our faith? I'm going to show you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you sound like an old model A. Jesus. 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 Oh, God. Hallelujah. 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 And, and, and you hear people saying, that's it, that's it, that ain't it. When you get the Holy Ghost, you ain't just going to go, la, 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 la. there's a language you're going to talk. Well, we work our faith up, you know. Okay, Brother Character, sing it again. Do that one about the name of Jesus. You know, that one that you get, you get, oh, Brother Peter up there, and he, he gets in that mic. You know, Jesus. What's it? He that overcometh, but that other one. Yeah, in that name, name, in the name of Jesus. Okay, sing it eight more times. In that name, name of Jesus. In that name, name of Jesus. Ooh, ooh, ooh. In that name, name of Jesus. In that, that ain't faith. We start looking like a bunch of pistons in the motor. In that name, name of Jesus. In that name, name of Jesus. Name, 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 name. That ain't faith. Do you know how stupid we look sometimes? Tune the dude up or quit cranking. Now, faith. I'm to right now I can talk in tongues. I don't have to sit around and go and then get with it. Right now I could. Right now I could. We don't have to walk around and say, my God, I need about eight minutes. Friend, if you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got the Holy Ghost right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Hallelujah. How can you work God up? You can't work this stuff up. You can't work it down. You either got it or you don't have it. It's like being pregnant. You either are or you ain't. You can't be a little bit, part way, halfway, or almost. Excuse me. Expecting. No. Pregnant. You is or you isn't. You have him or you don't have him. You got the Holy Ghost or you don't have the Holy Ghost. You've got the victory or you don't have the victory. He is here now or he ain't here, but he is here. It's faith right now. It's not tomorrow. It's not Saturday. It's not Sunday. It's right now. Hallelujah. I feel like having Holy Ghost right now. My God, some of you need to wake up. Some of you need to shake yourself and recognize I got the Holy Ghost right now. Right now, I got the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. 
Where do you show me a place in the in the New Testament? You show me a place where people sought for the Holy Ghost for weeks. Show me where they sought for it for an hour. Never happened. If, if I'm telling you something that ain't true, I'll eat this Bible in front of the world tomorrow night. You show it to me where it's different. They got the Holy Ghost one of two ways in the New Testament. While the word was being preached, it fell on them. Or when the apostles laid hands on them, they spoke in tongues. You never see it happen in any other way. And we teach this garbage. Come on, brother. Are you fully repented? Are you fully repented? It's not by works lest any man should boast. Well, you've got to quit smoking to receive the Holy Ghost. A baloney. It's not by works lest we should boast. I know people got the Holy Ghost with cigarettes in their pocket. Huh? In their pocketbooks everywhere. Pocketbook, that's a purse. Huh? People tell, well, you got to do this and this and this and this and this to get saved. Baloney. All you got to do is sit in an apostolic church, repent of your sins, believe the word of God. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost if your faith will reach out and touch Him. I got Bible for that. I was in Nordstrom's department store a couple years ago in the middle of a Christmas crush. I don't know if you know what Nordstrom's department store is, but it is a very exclusive department store. It's uh, Dillard's would kind of be like a bargain center in comparison to it. Okay? Not making fun of nothing. I just want you to know what I'm talking about. Grand pianos out on the floor with with professional musicians playing and, and, and assistants like you can't believe, service like you can't believe. Just, it's unreal. I can't afford to shop there, except when they have sales. And when they have sales, it's like Walmart. It's a step below heaven. You know, we've been made, created the angels, just, just a little lower than the angels. Walmart's almost just a little lower than heaven sometimes when they get them good sales. And, uh, and I was there with my brother who at this time wasn't serving the Lord. He was a backslider, a young man, and uh, he knew that his brother was kind of radical. But he liked to go to Nordstrom's, and we were in Nordstrom's, and I was going through this little sale rack getting something for my wife for Christmas. And, and as I was shopping, you know, looking across the department, I spotted a woman who had visited our church one time. And when I looked across, our eyes met. And I, I kind of waved. And, and, and when, we, when we greeted across the space like that, God spoke to my heart and said, she's hungry, you could see hunger all over. And, and you know, what I'm wanting to do is say, okay, God, I, I need to follow up on this lady and we need to get her to church and on and on and on. But it, it was like God just kind of stomped me and said, oh, she's hungry now. I mean, they're decking the halls and Rudolph is booging and everything. You know, all of this is happening. People everywhere. You know what I'm talking about in department store, Christmas time, shopping? 
everywhere. You know, we're, excuse me, excuse me. I walk up to her. I said, hey, what's happening? She was a great big tall girl, about six foot tall. I'm kind of looking, hey, how are you doing? And uh, just sitting there, yeah, talking. And I said, man, I said, it's, it's strange. But I said, I, I was, you, you saw me over there, but I said, I really felt God told me that you're hungry for him right now. And she said, right now? I said, I said, yeah, are you? And she said, yeah, I am. And starts crying. I said, well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay hands on you right now, and you're going to get the Holy Ghost. She said, here? I said, here, a key. Right here. She said, right now? I said, right now? My brother left. Boom, he was gone. He's gone. I reached my little old fat hand up there. I laid hands on her head. I said, I want you to lift your hands to God right now. You're going to get the Holy Ghost. Then she lifted her hands up to God. I started praying. Not whispering, praying. I figured I'm in this deep. I might as well go all the way. I said, God, I want you to fill her with the Holy Ghost right now. And then right while I started praying, she started shaking and shouting and talking in tongues and fell back in a big old rack of dresses. Hallelujah. Brother Ellen, I just kept on praying. We were tearing up a dress rack in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. My God, I'm telling you, it's time to take a step that's going to get us overboard and really have revival. Man, we talked in tongues, tore up a dress rack. Really did. She moved back in this rack of dresses and I just kept on falling her. Keep my head on her, hand on her head. And then you know how you feel pretty bold in the spirit, but then... Then I started getting back into Buxton, you know what I'm saying? And it's quiet. And we had all the room we needed to do any kind of shopping we wanted to do. Everybody was out of our way. <laughs> I, I looked over at her, she's crying. Chin still a quiver. Oh, she said, man, this is awesome. I said, Merry Christmas. Huh? Hallelujah. This is beautiful. And I was feeling kind of, I, I got to confess, I was feeling a little bit embarrassed because everybody's staring at me. And I knelt down. I started hanging them dresses back up. And the, these sales people, they came over and they kind of, they kind of, you know, <laughs> grin. They, they was treating me like I had the plague. I, I said, well, Merry Christmas, everybody. And I left. I got out. And I said, baby, you ain't getting nothing from Nordstrom's this year. Ha <laughs> ha. What, what are you saying? I'm saying there's people all over Hutch. If somehow we can be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, you may be making a deposit in the bank, but if God wants to fall, why don't you say, hey, lift your hands right now. I'm going to lay hands on you. The power of God's going to come. Let's have revival. In the bank? Yeah, in the bank. Let me tell you about the bank. I've been making deposits in the bank. Our church had blown up in revival. And our city knew. The chief of police got excited about it. Everybody literally got excited about it. I was in the bank. The chief teller, her name was Vicki Hollinger. One day, we, I was making a church deposit. And she said, Preacher, who are you? I said, well, you know who I am, Vicki. She said, no. She said, you mess me up every time you come here. I said, well, Vicki, I'm sorry. 
She started crying. She said, no, not in a bad way. I said, well, talk to me. What's going on? She started weeping. She said, oh, excuse me. I said, don't worry about it. I mean, lines backed up, people everywhere. This woman starts sobbing, crying all over the deposit. She said, I don't know. But man, I just feel something. The people in your church come in here and they're different. They've got a power. They've got a glow. There's something about them and it messes. I said, Vicki, what it is is the Holy Ghost. I said, that's a power of God. I said, you don't worry about your tears. You go ahead and cry. I said, hey, in fact, right now I'm going to pray for you. I'll reach over and laid hands on her right there in the bank. I said, God, you know what's going on. Everybody's looking. I said, God, you know what's going on in Vicky's life. You touch this woman. God, do something in her life. And she said, oh, people can't see me this way. I, you know, I, I, no, 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 no. I said, well, okay, let's go somewhere else in the bank and pray. Amen. Poor woman got the Holy Ghost. First time she came to church, talking in tongues full of the Holy Ghost. We begin to go back into the bank. And this time when I went in, they wouldn't let me make my deposits up there at the window. They took me in this room. It was awesome. All glass right out there in the bank. And I'd walk in there and Vicky come in there and several other tellers would come in there. And they just thought we were banking. But I was preaching. I was teaching them a Bible study. I was talking the Word of God. And the glory of the Holy Ghost would fall right in the middle of the bank. I'm preaching to you. If somehow some of us uh, will shake ourselves uh, and say, my God, this may be a little bit crazy. But God, if it's you, you bid me to come unto you on the water. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. Hallelujah. Brother Wall, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do it. You're a child of God. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is on you. You can lay hands on the sick. You can preach this gospel. You can get out of this city. You can shake Hutchinson. You can do something in this church. My God. I won a Mormon boy to God. He came to my door. His name was Tim Greenwood. He goes to the church in Indianapolis tonight. Tim was a church organist. Big pipe organ. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name I love it but it ain't very apostolic I can enjoy it he played he came to my door wanting to convert me he said can I give you a Bible study I said man can you come on in man let's go do you have a book of Mormon no you got one you, you'll give me yeah here's one let's study good let's study let's open it up he came he came he came he came brought his buddies Trying to convert us? Oh, yeah, come on. Did I shoot him with a shotgun and blast him out of there? Oh, not on your life. I was going to save him. I wanted to reach him. I didn't want to offend him and run him out and treat him like a devil. Don't say you love souls and abuse people. Don't say it. You're lying. I said, come on in here, buddy. Poor old fellow wound up living with me and my wife and children. Better put that in there. <laughs> 